0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids,
1: as well as movies we have seen without them. Patrick, hi. Yeah, Still here? We still here? Okay. Still here. I'm just Um, enjoying the information that I'm
0: hearing. So, Russ, uh, Patrick, I I could tell was a little jealous because... Patrick was a big fan, a big fan of Black Lightning. Um, I liked the first season, the second season when I kinda I kind of petered off other shows were coming on. So I have I'm actually behind, but Patrick's been keeping all of us updated on the on the show and everything. So I know he was he's probably a little jealous
2: <laughs> about it's your visit. It it seems weird because I've been doing a version of this job for 20 something years and so mm-hmm. much of it's been in the deep space. Um in the whole time, I've only ever seen one actor in his super suit, and it was Cress. Nice. Uh, we went down, and Ooh. it was right out. It was like season two, so they just changed the suit and updated all the LEDs on the front, and everything. Mm-hmm. And it hadn't aired yet. And we're there, and we're like, oh, that's the new Black Lightning suit. That's sharp.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the season. I just feel like it ended kind of not on a, it didn't end as strong as I thought it would. But uh, I was kind of also bummed that it, it ended.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it's, it's tough. I feel like it was one of those shows where they had a five-year plan,
2: and then suddenly it's like, okay, so you got three and a half seasons. You got to figure out how to end this in a way that seems organic. Oh, but yeah. also at the last minute, we're going to tell you, you can't really end it, end it, because you got to set up the possibility of a painkiller spinoff that we're never going to make.
1: <laughs> yeah, that nice. was a bummer, too. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for, for um, the actor who played painkiller. It was like, to clear that one episode, yeah, to kind of set him up for what he's about to do, and then Man, he's, he's so damn good.
2: I, it's funny, I uh,
1: he was in a
2: couple of episodes of Riverdale in his first season,
1: okay. And
2: when we the first time, because I, I went to the Black Lightning set every year that they were making the show, except for the last one because COVID. but uh, so the first season when we went, we were walking through the hospital set because the like the interviews were upstairs in unused rooms and he was just like sitting on the floor jordan calloway was just sitting on the floor and I, we walked past him i think that's jordan calloway from riverdale <laughs> and like <laughs> so we sat down with a showrunner and my first question was like hey is jordan calloway working here yeah and so he's just he's such a great actor and i really i think he's going to be a star i think he's going to find something he's going to you know uh, I could see him totally doing a big screen Marvel or DC movie thing because he's not just a star, but he looks like a star. Oh,
1: yeah. He yeah, definitely got the look.
2: It's funny. I went to, I did a, a press junket ages ago for a crew. Mm-hmm. And so they we were in this hotel we'd done all our interviews and stuff. And they put me in a room with uh, Tessa Thompson. And it wasn't like a staged studio thing because I wasn't on mm-hmm. camera. It was like yeah. me and my voice recorder, we were sitting on a couch together. And I just remember, like, she's one of those people, you're in the room with her, and you're like, this is one of the most beautiful human beings who has ever existed. She's Mm going to be really, really famous. (laughs) And There are certain people, it's just like, you meet them, or you talk to them, or you see them in something, and you're like, yeah, this person, like, you can't ignore this person. Right. This is going to (laughs)
0: happen. Yeah. And that's how I felt actually watching Creed, too. Yeah. Um, The first one, the second one. I I still enjoyed, but that first one's so, oh, it's so solidly good. I
2: had what you call a great theatrical experience watching that movie because I watched it in Philly. And uh, about Mm. halfway through the movie, I realized, because, I mean, it was part of the junket, So this isn't totally, yeah, yeah. But like halfway through the movie, I like looked down and I realized three rows ahead of me directly in front of me was the mayor of Philly and Stallone.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) And I'm just like,
2: This
0: is a good position to see this movie. Back. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're in good company here. That's amazing. But I thought that way because I had seen Fruitville Station, but I would forgotten that that was Michael B. Jordan because he looked actually fairly different. Um, you know, he hadn't put all that muscle He's on yet. Back then, yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know, we we all try and forget about Fantastic Four, um, <laughs> all the Fantastic oh, Four. Yeah, but still, yeah. I I was like, you know what? I, after watching his performance in Creed, and I even told Patrick, I said, this, I said, dude, it, he's going to be a tour de force in this. I mean, I said, just him and this movie alone. I said, forget everything else that's going on. Forget even the movie. Just his yeah. performance was so electric and so powerful. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, yeah, I said, yeah, 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 yeah no. Nah, I ain't worried about this guy. <laughs> like
2: he's, that's it that's it he'll find work. You guys are movie people. Let me tell you this great yeah. story that I had from the junket. Uh and I'm not not totally I'm not totally bragging about like how sometimes my job is really cool, but I'm also doing oh, it.
0: that's yeah, but uh we, we already so know I,
2: <laughs> when when we were at the junket, like somebody's plane got delayed or something. Mm-hmm. And so I gave him my spot to talk to Ryan Kugler, the director of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that point. He had not yet been officially named as the director of, of black, panther. Uh, black panther but everybody knew it like it, it was an open secret yeah and so i gave somebody else my spot and i ended up having a talk to him after hours in the restaurant like we sat down mm-hmm. and, was and all this kind of stuff and the publicist introduces me says hey this is russie's from comicbook.com and Kugler stands up to shake my hand and he goes you know i can't talk about anything else and I just I like looked him in the eyes and I'm like, if you get to do a Marvel movie, man, I am happy for you. I'm here because I watched Rocky with my dad when I was five and he gave me the biggest smile I ever seen on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, sit down, man. I'm going to buy you a drink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweet.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> but I mean, even just because that movie is so uh, just solid. It, oh, yeah. I mean, much like. I don't know if you've had a chance to go see their new Top Gun movie yet. Uh,
2: oh, yeah,
0: no. Okay. Which uh, I
2: shouldn't say out loud because they own us. Paramount <laughs> oh. owns my yeah. right.
0: Well, you know, you got kids. It, it's hard to find yeah, time. Exactly, there exactly. you go. It's hard to find time. When you do, just also, know I
2: live that in it's your case where two thirds of our theaters are closed.
0: Oh wow. Okay. There's that too. Um, we like it. It that movie much like Creed. Mm -hmm. Does an excellent job paying homage to its original Mm -hmm. movies. Like it, it pays excellent homage to all the Rocky movies without, Mm -hmm. without it being, that's all it's doing. Like, okay, we get it. We get it. All right. Yes, we get that reference. All right. They do a perfect job of mixing that with new, with an updated story, a, Mm -hmm. a fresh story. And, uh, that's what I really appreciated about Creek. Cause I like, I mean, like you, I, I grew up watching the Rocky movies shoot Rocky four. I don't know how many times I've seen, cause you know, that's just what was available in theaters at least. And then the other ones we just had to watch either on HBO or, you know, or some,
2: I had the first three on those giant video. Discs I showed you oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and so we just watched it that way. So for me growing up and then, Kind of the as the movies kind of progressed, they kind of got less. You know, uh, they they had a harder time trying to find a solid story. Except, I guess Balboa was actually. You know, I I enjoyed more than Rocky Five and whatever the one was after that. But it, uh, but Creed just was so fresh and so good. And then, boom! And same thing with Top Gun. I mean, I'm somebody. I wore out my Top Gun VHS tape so badly we had to go buy another one. I mean, that's how much we watched it. And so... Fun fact
2: about that movie. That movie was the number one selling VHS of all time for, like, years. Yeah. Because that was the first time that they decided, we're going to price this for consumers instead of rental stores. And so instead of being 89 99 like Karate yeah. Kid Part 2 was the same year. Right. It was 20 bucks. And you had all these people who were like, I can buy that movie for 20 bucks. Hell yeah. I think the movie that eventually unseated it to tell you, to give you a sense of perspective for how successful that was,
0: was Aladdin. Oh, <laughs>
2: wow. It was wow. like 10 full years where this is yeah. the best time take of all time.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Because I still remember Clearest Day, at the Pepsi commercial at the beginning before it, you know, on the VHS before. Yeah, you know, I always had to fast forward through all that. And it was just, uh, <laughs> like i gotta fast forward through that's, this now
2: that's like i have the, the one from bill and ted burned into my mm-hmm. memory where yeah they had the like the 1-800 number where they were giving away a skateboard yeah and uh <laughs> missy uh amy stoke's character from the movie mm-hmm. and george carlin both had like cameos where they came in and clearly were angry about having to be there
0: <laughs> right <laughs> but it you know those two movies just have a lot of you know the more i think about it, have a lot of similarities and at least mm-hmm. in how they did it right yeah. Oh, and yeah. so, um, but yeah, I mean, from what I've heard,
2: but yes, I understand but
0: it's like it's it's still fresh. It's still very very fresh. But yet, it still has a lot of it pays a lot of homage to the original, which I was highly skeptical. And when I heard they even announced, I go, can we just need some things? We just need to need to leave well enough alone. We don't need sequels for this. I don't need a sequel to Top Gun. The first one was great. Apparently I needed the sequel to Top Gun after having <laughs> having seen I'm it in 4DX.
2: Entertained by the fact that Creed Three is gonna give Michael B. Jordan his directorial debut in the same way that Rocky Three did for Slide.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I can't wait. I'm 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 here for it. Even though I thought two was a little bit it was still good. I'd still enjoyed it, yeah. but I it it just it was some it there was a the misstep somewhere.
2: Trying to live up to a movie that was like because when you heard creed was coming out if you're like me yeah. you're like okay maybe maybe yeah. and then you see the movie and it just blows the doors off the place and so the second yeah. one has to live up to that now
0: and then the but trailers like
2: the first time were basically nothing and then your expectations the second time was the best rocky movie in 50 years
0: you know <laughs> right and then the trailer comes out for creed 2. i'm like i can't wait i need <laughs> i need i can't i need this movie out tomorrow yeah. and then the movie came out and i'm like they did a hell of a good job editing that trailer. This movie's still entertaining, and I still like it. But Just man, stick the same land that is first. Oh, no, and that's first, yeah. but which is fine. I mean, I mean, honestly, I think,
2: and and you know, uh, you'll, you'll get. I'll, I'm sure there'll be comments that I'm uh, a liberal, crazy person or whatever. But like, a big part of what worked about the first Creed was its focus on that community and like the black experience yeah. in South Philly. And that was totally not present from the second one. And I understand right. why. First of all, that's not who the filmmaker was. He mm-hmm. wasn't that guy. But also, neither was uh, Adonis anymore because he got right. moved out. Yep. But like the thing that made the movie so good was the fact that it blended the Rocky franchise with this entirely new perspective. Yeah. And the second movie to me felt just like it's another Rocky movie
0: and that because it got and I also
2: perspective just evaporated into the ether
0: right and the you could actually feel the budget like the big you could tell <laughs> the side of the bigger budget like you You could just the feel and to me was like wow this movie got another like 80 million yeah. that they could work with and they did everything with it <laughs> I, but I also agree. the stars and, and then of course you know all the stars are getting bigger, you know, are blowing up, you know, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson, yeah. you know, and. Well, and it's, so. It's, it's
2: so funny because I, I collect and I don't have money, like mm-hmm. money, so I don't right. collect huge things, but I like to collect little movie props mm-hmm. from films that I really love. As a comic person, I always like the idea of having original art because yeah. it's like some of my favorite comics aren't big superhero books that have gone right. on for 80 years so like i have a page over there from Transmetropolitan, and you can break down the math of 20 pages 60 issues i am one of 1200 people who has a page from that book you know that kind of thing. yeah and so like i like to when i can grab up props or whatever from a mm-hmm. movie that i love or tv show that i love and so there's something really telling about the fact that the prop that I have from Creed is a t-shirt that, that that one of the characters trained in from like the Front Street Gym. And everything on it, it's like you turn it around and it's like sponsorships from all these yeah. local Philly like sub shops and, and crap. Uh and I've never bought anything from Creed too, but everything that I've found is all branded for like Tikate. Oh yeah.
0: Because it's
2: just it's like big corporate sponsorships from the big yeah. fight at the end, because every single thing in the movie, like the cheapest thing you can get is from Nike.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. Before I I have, I do have one more thing to ask you before we get, finally mm-hmm. get to uh Jurassic world. um Dominion is, have you watched the trailer for the new Gotham Knights show? That's supposed to be coming out.
2: I have. Uh, it's not my thing. No, uh, that right. no. I, I, I tweeted something that uh, was correctly read as passive-aggressive by some of the (laughs) folks in publicity at the CW, and I got a a nasty email. Um, (laughs) Where I I basically said, oh, a TV show where a bunch of young, diverse Gothamites have to deal with a world where there's no Batman? How interesting. I wonder why they've never done this before. Referencing, of course, the fact that they just had exactly this premise with yeah. Batwoman and canceled it.
0: Yes. Um, but uh, it, I mean, I,
2: I want to give everything a, a fair shake. Yes. I'll watch it, the pilot and I'll see if it's better than the ad. But to me, so I far like it's added, not. Man, this is like going back to pre-Smallville and yeah, of like even the Bat costume we see briefly where it's yeah. DC versus corpse. and you're like, that's that's Batman's costume have yeah. you seen the last 30 years of superhero stuff right like this isn't birds of prey anymore. like not no. the, movie, but, you know, the tv
0: show the very limited <laughs> tv show i <clears throat> i'm i'm a big on nightwing big on batman okay. and so to see this i'm like i think the video game is actually going to be leaps and bounds better than the show is going to be that's the other weird and, thing why do you make a show and a game that have a very similar
2: premise. Yes. But a different group of characters. And it's not, they're not related in any but they're coming out at the same time. People who buy that game and like it are going to watch the show and be like, what is this?
0: this yeah. You know, when who are these? I had to look up who these characters were. I'm like, they're really like going for obscurity because I'm like, it hadn't been that long since I've read a Batman title, but. I don't think oh it's so God. much to uh, go into obscurity. I think what it is is that they're trying to use... Because they don't want
2: to be in the Arrowverse. Right. You know, they don't want to share space with Flash and Superman and Lois. They want to do their own thing, which is totally understandable. Right. Yeah. But yeah. because they're on the CW, I think they had to pick characters who have not appeared in Arrow shows. Mm. So it's like you can't use Talia and you can't yeah. use... You know, you're limited to what Bat characters. Like you can't she use Richard really... Fox's kid because he was on Batwoman. You can't right. use
0: batwoman fishes on one, you know wow if only there were 52 earths that they could choose from yes, <laughs> and <laughs> and use those characters i mean they've never had a problem with putting hawkman into every single iteration of a show or and now movie i don't i don't know i i love dc but damn Warner brothers was to shoot themselves in the foot
2: that's so funny i love uh alice hodge like mm-hmm. i was yes. a huge fan of leverage he's yes. a terrific actor i can't wait to see what he does with hawkman yeah. and i like granted like the black adam movies like the costume looks sharp as hell mm-hmm. but it looks wonky like that mask i'm yeah. like it looks like a guy who looks as good as Alvis hodge you yeah. do find a way to like not cover his entire face
0: yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i i have concerns but and yeah i i, I, I mean yeah. i've read i I've, I've read the rock is really wanting to help steer the ship around yeah. for I'm, the I'm dc universe To use a I, that's- I i that's me for most movies i mean that's yeah. kind of, i'm surprised i don't have that tattooed <laughs> but um when it comes to movies i try i always try to be i'm usually cautiously optimistic but it's this i'm not looking forward to the show um which yeah. is saying something because I'm usually, anytime there is one, anytime it's a show out, I always want to always try and watch it. Um, yeah.
2: And again, I'm going to watch it. I may give it a shot. Um, it's also hard because I know I'm not going to cover it. Yeah. Because for work, it's so it, it's much easier to give something a fair shake if I know, okay, I'm going to be stuck with this for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like the Supernatural spinoff, the, the trailer looked kind of dicey but I'm, I'm, my brain is able to focus on the parts that looked really good and the mm-hmm. parts that looked really bad because I know that I'm going to be covering that show and I know that I don't want to go in with a negative attitude and talk to the people making it and bring them down, you know? Yeah. And so, like, to me, I know that the person on our site who covered Batwoman is just going to roll right over and cover Gotham Knights because it makes sense. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that's not me. I don't have to be positive. (laughs) And so I'm going to try to be open-minded, but I have no external motivation to not be like, yeah, that was a crappy trailer. Yeah. It is.
0: Yeah. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. it's just all it is.
2: I feel like the deafening silence of the audience in response to that trailer has to have them a little spooked. I yep. feel like there's gonna be some reshoots, and I'm hoping that the trailer will or the pilot will be better than the trailer.
0: Yep. Fingers crossed. Um yeah. All right, let's Patrick, you want to give summary? We're doing Jurassic World Dominion. All right. That uh, came
1: out this past Friday, June 10th. It has a runtime of two hours and 26 minutes, directed by Colin Trevorrow, who is the director of the first Jurassic World. And you have Chris Pratt, and Bryce Dallas Howard, returning as uh, Owen Grady and Claire Deering. And then as the trailer revealed to us, you have Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill returning as Ellie Sattler, Ian McCullum Malcolm, and uh, Dr. Alan Grant. Uh, this picks up four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar from Fallen Kingdom. And the dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans, alongside um, all over the world. And this fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings will remain the apex predators on a the planet they now share with history's most for- fearsome creatures in a new era. So, so you have, you know, you have um, some dinosaurs grazing with horses. Yep. Birds with uh, but pterodactyls, um, you know, they're just, it's normal. Dinosaurs in the world just come normal. I guess it's kind of a, they've adapted, and people have adapted to them. And, of course, there's always something sinister going on in the background. <laughs> um, Owen and Claire, they're living out in the wilderness with uh, Maisie. And... Um, they're trying to keep her hidden because you know people are looking for her because of how she was, quote unquote, born, mm-hmm. and then they're also looking for Blue because they want to do some more t- studies and tests for their advancements in their constant want. You know, their, their constant need to just not leave well enough alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then of course you have this new like the dinosaurs aren't really, I guess not really well. There are they're not really a threat. Most most of the threat is kind of like um these new locusts that have been introduced. And that's why the original three from the original movie are that's kind of their focus here to figure out right. their origin. And as they show in the trailer, uh Chris Pratt and Bryce are trying to rescue Blue because she gets kidnapped, their daughter gets kidnapped, and everybody's got their their mission, their thing, and
0: we're off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, the MacGuffin has revealed itself, and we must yeah. now go after. Her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when they first interviewed introduced the locusts, it's a this farm in Texas. And I'm like, <laughs> I start seeing them swarm. I'm like, what? They're Texas locusts. They're that's what they're just big. Yeah. <laughs> like, huge. like, where are they? Why are they getting mad about? It? That's just how big they are. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, they're not. <laughs> My wife's like. Are you serious? No, no, they're not. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I forgot you lived in Texas. I'm a Chicago city girl. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it uh I was like, oh man, those are pretty big. God. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so they make, they make
1: some good chocolate treats once you cover them and <laughs> right, see <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking, like, man. Just, just yeah. Just yeah, that's mark marketing strategy there.
0: Yeah, I'm like, think about the protein in those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're getting rid of the farmland. Okay, well, we got these things that are gonna have just as much protein, if not more. Exactly. Uh, if they don't get you first. Um, yeah, so we work. went we went and saw this uh with uh Yorick's buddy Cole that he did carpool with his literally his entire family, mm-hmm. you know, his sister, his both his parents and then his grandparents even were there. So there were six of them and four of us. Now, Grayson's never seen a Jurassic park movie or world. Yeah. So uh, I was hesitant at seven and a half, whether or not she might be too scared. She showed her the trailer. Mm -hmm. She, she said, yeah, she's thumbs up. She wants to go. I said, okay. And I, of course, Talked to her about how, you know, obviously it's fake. I think I honestly feel that after we took our Warner Brothers tour, um, when we went to Los Angeles back back in March, after going on that tour, like so many things were able to click for her about how about TV and movies and Mm -hmm. how they're made just by taking a studio tour and how special effects are done. So I said, so when I'm talking to her after showing this, I said, now, you know, this, I said this could be a little scary. Okay, if you're you think it might be too scary for you, it's fine. You know, you don't have to go. You know, York and I could just go, and you can just and you can just go. Uh say so you and mommy just stay home. No, no, I want to go. I'll be good. They're not real, Dad. I said exactly because dinosaurs died. You know, bill, you know, millions of years ago. Sixty-five
1: million. Has, yeah. Has they yeah. Throw it so, out in every movie. Right. Right.
0: So you know, it's it'd be all right. So she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah." and it's special effects. It's just all computer. Oh, I know. So, okay. And she did fine. (laughs) Now, remember the runtime, two hours, 26 minutes. Yes. I enjoyed this movie, but dear God, there's three different times where I'm like, God, this movie's not over yet, but it is definitely feeling long. It's the longest of all of them. (laughs) Yeah. And it feels it, though. That's the one detriment to this movie they could have just as easily made this a good hour 45 hour 50 minute movie and just let it be a a thrill ride from beginning to end but even the moments when they let this movie breathe it Mm -hmm. still just feels like it's already just dragging and at least for me and then from i you know over the years of taking grace into the movies, the biggest tell that a movie is too long is either when she says, when is it going to be over mm-hmm. or I want it to be done. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. that's she says that about a lot of things though, or she starts, just kind of getting antsy now Ruth and I said on the row behind, you know, uh, Cole and his family, then York was sitting next to next to him and, Grayson wanted to sit next to Cole's sister. So they were all in one row. We were the next row up. And she kept getting up and they come and sit by us and then going back down and getting back. I'm like, I said, the movie's too long. I said, just <laughs> sit. I'm like, dude, just sit down. And I'm like, the movie's too long. I said, because I'm feeling it. And I'm the only one, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, this movie's too long. So this movie, I, I think they could have cut about 20 minutes out. There's some stuff in the jungle they could have left out. Yeah, easily. That didn't really need to be there. Now they did it obviously because more dinosaurs, more dinosaurs. We need more dinosaurs. And need to your put dinosaursy in,
1: you... in your bridge into two worlds. Different. Yeah,
0: yeah. essentially. Yeah, well, a park I in mean, the world at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, speaking
1: it, of speaking of runtimes, so in order of release, mm-hmm. starting with Jurassic Park, two hours and seven minutes. Next one's two hours and nine minutes. Jurassic Park 3 is the shortest at an hour and 32. And then the Jurassic World movies, two hours and four minutes, two hours and eight minutes. Here, they just (laughs) an extra 20 minutes.
0: Think about this, though, okay? And Russ, of course, feel free to chime in on any of this. Uh, So
1: Jurassic
0: Park, 1993. Mm Mm-hmm. Think we? I think we. It's easy to say all three of us were in high school. <laughs> um, sorry to age all of us, but you know it is hey. what it is. Hey, it is what it is. Yep. I think this is one of the first movies I bought tickets for everybody, like all my friends, like the four of us that always went to movies. I bought take. I remember it was either this one or it was a sequel. It might have been the sequel, mm-hmm. but. Um, we had a theater that we went to boom 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 and we friday nights that was our thing go to the movies go to steak and shake boom that's our and then talk about the movies there and then we go yeah. it's kind of our thing two, you said it was two hours and three minutes for the first one. First one was two hours and seven two hours and seven minutes okay 1993 how many other movies are two hours and seven minutes back then
1: uh, huh? yeah right <laughs> And That's i mean even action, minutes. even
0: yeah even action movies are we're still like an hour hour 45 hour 50 but yeah. if you also remember though i'll i'll be the one to remember this because i hate that i know this <laughs> because after i started driving i'd get bored on the weekends just i would go drive to the mall where we had a movie theater i remember i saw the uh it's at the river's end with a uh, Meryl Streep, David Strathair and Kevin Bacon. And then went home and I'm like, well, now what am I going to do? And I kid you not. I looked at the, looked at the newspaper when we had to look up where we used to have to look up movies. Yeah. <laughs> look at the times. I went to so, oh, movie phone who was yeah, in Jersey. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. And there's our connection. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember having to call in for showtimes. Heavy. Yeah. And then Kramer taking that on one, an episode of Seinfeld. I remember that episode. Well, why don't you just tell movie the movie you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to read all the. Anyways. Um, <laughs> he uh, but I went back and saw Double Dragon the very same day and then like literally drove back to the exact same theater. Like I was just there not 15 minutes earlier, but I legit did why it didn't occur to me while i was there but i don't know well i think uh my mom and my brother were at a soccer tournament for my brother so that's why i went there and or why they weren't at home and i'm like all right well i'll just go back but it was 475 for a ticket good old days yep matinees too though but i mean still 475 and so when movies are a little bit short you know when they were shorter and they also cost less now two hours 26 minutes and you're talking about like. Anywhere between uh, what twelve or thirteen dollars for a ticket now, give or take. Mm-hmm. So movies need to be, you know, they. A lot of studios feel like they need to have those runtimes be longer since they're trying to ask people to come out to the theater to come watch their movie so they can make money. So you know, like here, we're gonna make this longer so you'll come, and that was, <clears throat> which I understand. But right. at the same time, it's a detriment for your... You have to keep in mind your target audience, too, though. And, Russ, I don't know if you, you or your kids have seen the new Sonic movie. I saw the first one. I haven't
2: seen the second
0: yet. You haven't seen Sonic 2, Electric Boogaloo? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's, there's a lot of dancing. No, I'm just <laughs> um, Sonic 2 is two hours and 20 minutes long. So, I took... My daughter to go see that. Mm. She really wanted to go, and yeah, she had to go to the bathroom like three quarters of the way through. And we're like, okay, hey, let's. uh You know, I kind of thinking about. It, I'm like, this movie's too long. look at the time, I'm like, oh my god, there. That's one of the things you know I think studios forget is their target demographic, like who are they trying to make this movie for? Yeah, and so when you make a two, I mean, no kid is going to sit through a two-hour twenty-minute movie. All the way through. And a lot of younger ones may not make it through the entire movie at all. And then they had end up having to leave. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things we try and keep in mind whenever we go to movies, um, especially me with the younger one, and um, you know, but it's it's one of those things you it's okay for a movie to be long if it doesn't feel long like Infinity War or yeah. some of these others, that it just I mean there's something to keep your attention at all times whereas this one does that and it i feel like they did a good job merging the two movies together but i feel like they still kind of i feel like there's they still kind of yeah there's some filler they're kind of missing on a couple like i can't quite put my finger on it i love that campbell scott who i hadn't seen in a while um played the villain in this i'm like he legit popped on and go is that motherfucking Campbell Scott in this movie? Holy <laughs> crap. That's like, and I'm, I, I know he'd gone, like, I know he'd gone white. Cause I mean, it hadn't been that long since amazing Spider-Man when he played it. When he played uh, Garfield's dad. Um, yeah. But still, I, I'm like, wow. And he plays this great, he plays a great. Uh, basically corporate uh, bio. Was it biogen or something like that? Some weird name like that. Uh, I, think I think their new company is Biosyn. I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Biosyn yeah. because it's biosynthetic, and yeah. but basically he looks he looks dresses and kind of acts like a cross between Tim Cook and Steve Jobs. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, ha! I see what you did there. And <laughs> but he's great as the you know as the big bad, I guess you could say. the The motives, other than money, is just kind of stupid. Yeah, because he's trying to take okay. out all the other crops and have his bio crops be the main thing, and then I don't know it uh, the the actual full on plot other than go get the girl, go get the dinosaur, go find out why these this corporation's evil. Yeah, everything else like the motivation for the villain was kind of stupid. I guess is a good way to put it, and was yeah.
2: lacking. I feel like. A consistent problem with the jurassic series is that the first movie established this idea that like a big component of the franchise is corporate yeah and it's like the reason a big part of the reason the first one resonated so well is because even people who aren't inherently like anti-corporate or Mm anti-capitalist can still get behind this idea that Doing irresponsible things for profit just because you can.
0: Yes. Doesn't um, mean you should. Is
2: a bad idea. But I think that most of the corporate villains in the whole rest of the franchise have had these insane, elaborate plans. And it's like, this isn't because you can. This is because you've created a 37-step plan that somehow ends in profit with a question mark. Right. (laughs) So, like, they lost the simplicity of, like, we're doing this because it's there to do. Yeah. And and I think that that's made all of their, each of their like corporate bad guys, so to speak, is less interesting than the one before. Right. Nobody's ever going to be John Hammond.
0: Yeah. And like, I think the second one is one of my least favorite of the two, of the, at least of the park, we'll say with the park trilogy. (laughs) Um, It's my least favorite. I actually ended up liking the third one more. Um the 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 uh even though I love Vince Vaughn, Joanne Moore, love all that, but I, I laughed. There were scenes and there were scenes in the Lost War. I was laughing. That dude gets stepped on by a T Rex. I'm busting up laughing because the foot comes up and you see the dude imprinted oh, hey, on yeah, <laughs> imprinted on the I'm <laughs> sorry, I <I'm laughs> the and I still remember to this day I was the only one laughing, and I don't <laughs> care because that part was funny. Because I'm realizing this movie, it you know, fully realizing this is you know early on. I'm like, this movie's gonna be more laughable, unintentionally, and maybe for that for that part, maybe it was. I don't know. It's to me that part is is as funny as in Titanic for the sick whatever sick reason they decide to have the guy fall out. You know, fall hit hit his head on the propeller. And and the sound. Oh, my God. Sound effects guy. <mwah> Chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah. Boom. Dude, I'm sorry. If you're not <laughs> supposed to laugh at that, I can't help you because that is hilarious. Yes. And that's the same thing.
2: It's funny to me that you, you ran down those, those run times and you said that Jurassic Park 3 was the shortest by a long shot. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was that was a movie that felt like it didn't have enough connective tissue. Like that yeah. was a movie that felt like a series of unconnected events. If that mm-hmm, movie had yeah. been 15 minutes longer, it might have. It might not have had the same like kinetic sense of yeah like, forward motion. But I think it would have made more sense, and it probably would have not killed the franchise for 15 years.
0: Right, and I think part of the problem with that one too is they only had like it, they could only convince uh, they could only convince Jeff Goldblum to come back. Yeah, and at least oh yeah, that was uh, for the second one. Yeah, second one was when they got Sam Neil to come back. And it was a rescue <clears throat> mission. First, it was his, I guess, girl. I guess Julian Moore, I think it was his girlfriend. So he went to go rescue that's her. The hmm? That's right. the second one. Right. He went. One. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He went okay. to go rescue her Yeah. on the second one. And the third one is he's having to go do. Uh, uh, Ian Malcolm's having to go do a rescue mission for the third one. Yeah. And then his daughter comes along. But uh, we find out in this movie, he now has. Five daughters, I'm like, all right. He's well, gonna be the first to- one
1: he mentioned he had three. <laughs> yeah. So
0: <laughs> and so one of the three shows up in Jurassic Park three, and then he winds up with two more kids somewhere yeah. in there, and uh, having to search uh, a to find each one of them a new place to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum Goldblum uh, all over. It. Yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was funny. That was yeah. hilarious.
0: Oh uh, boy, his heart.
2: So, because we're I, talking about Jurassic Park, I gotta ask you guys mm-hmm. have you seen my favorite dinosaur movie of all time, The VelociPaster?
0: Yes, we actually covered oh, yeah, we that. Did a, we yeah. did a, we did, uh, have you ever done like a cast, K A S T, where oh, yeah. you stream it and then you have like a chat? Yeah. So, we did that, uh, was that two summers ago? Nice. A summer Oops. or two ago. We, I think we it was did it in 2020. One. Yeah. Yeah. It was um we were doing once a month for, I think that was a summer we did that. No, it was Halloween. It was, uh, it was Rocktober. October. It was Rocktober and every week we did, we did a scary movie of sorts. We did, uh, was it uh Vampires in the Bronx or something like that. It was on Netflix. It's on Netflix that we watch. Yeah. And we did the, that um, one. It's
1: another one. I can't remember, one. I can't remember the other, other one. Time.
0: Yep. And then we did Velociraptor, and then because um, Patrick had never seen the movie Cats. We did that one for our Halloween special. Because okay. <laughs> Patrick, one, doesn't do musicals and two, I told him after I watched it it was the scariest thing I'd ever watched.
2: Last year, I was actually the last cast <laughs> before Halloween. So. Nice.
0: <laughs> nice. That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> and now they've actually got it. Uh, I think it's on like iTunes and Prime to like buy now. You're not just oh, yeah. having to find yeah, it yeah, on you YouTube. So it's finally it's got enough of a following I. where you can actually buy it. Well,
2: nice. oh, he's got it. They're in development on a sequel.
0: Really? And oh, my. I
2: spoke with Brendan Steer, the director, uh-huh. uh, a while back. And he told me, like, he gave me a, a snippet of like, this is what I'm writing right now. And I'm just like, it's, it's perfect. Like, oh, like, awesome. The cool. idea that he has, it's like a weird expansion of the VFX car on fire thing. Nice. And I'm just like, because... <laughs> watching that so you got to understand one of the mm-hmm. things of being somebody who writes about this stuff for a living is that oftentimes when they send me a screener the movie's not done yet all right um like i have dvd screeners of like the cw shows where this the cg wasn't done on like the white martian for supergirl uh-huh. and so i need to see the screener before i do my interview which is before the show airs blah blah, blah. and so i end up with like the scene is it's supposed to be the scary monster in the real show. But what you have is like a picture from the comics on like a Popsicle stick and somebody like, (laughs) and so when I saw the Velocipaster for the first time, I was getting ready to talk to the director and the VFX car on fire shot shows up. And I genuinely did not know, is this a gag in the movie or is this just the screener and in the movie it will be done. (laughs) wow
0: wow (laughs) that's
2: That's amazing because i got to ask him that when i got on the phone i was just like okay so first thing i want to know just to be clear
0: yes (laughs) what's going
2: on (laughs) he told me oh no that's in the movie that's the final version i'm like that's the best answer that's the better of the two (laughs) yes
0: exactly (laughs) that's amazing i actually almost forgot about that and that kind of to me also reminds me of the in free guy where they didn't have it's like it's not finished yet yeah yeah <laughs> Catchphrase, like yes what did <laughs> <laughs> i actually yeah. have and there's actually a guy at work i ha- i have nicknamed him. <gasps> i have legit nick nicknamed him catchphrase because he he's he's always talking about i'll go i'll go take care of that no 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 I'll, they can they can you know get, don't worry about it i'll i'll go take care of it. catchphrase yeah. so i've and, heard some of
1: those i've heard some of that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny so.
2: Jurassic the Jurassic franchise is one of those things, even Velocipaster notwithstanding but like mm. the Jurassic franchise is one of those things that has made such an outsized impact on popular culture mm-hmm. there's like a whole subgenre of like D level indie horror movies that are like dinosaur things with Jurassic in the title just to try to convince you that you should check it out
0: yes
1: mm. um, I bet a lot of them are from the asylum yep <laughs> was, uh, there was one
2: um, and gosh Wild Eye releasing, which is actually the same company that did Velocipaster, um, did one called the Jurassic Games, which <laughs> is basically the Hunger Games with dinosaurs. Oh wow. Oh uh, wow. But also VR because it's not real, but if you die in the game, you die in real life. It's very, it's like three levels too complicated. Yeah. But like the performance of the the girl, there's like, you know, this group of convicts and you're fighting for your freedom and everybody else dies, basically. And, like, the main girl who, who, like, she's the adorable, innocent 19-year-old. And then you find out she's, like, a serial killer or something. And she becomes the main bad guy of the whole thing. And she was just so good. I'm just like, this movie's legitimately entertaining for this one actor. Yeah. Um, and then shortly thereafter, the same company made something called The Jurassic Dead, where uh, there was a zombie T-Rex. And I was like, this is going to be great. Because it's like such a self-evidently terrible idea, it's going to be like Velocipaster, where it's just it's great in spite of it. And no, it
0: no, was, not so much.
2: Bad.
0: <laughs> I, I've yeah I've watched a few of those for sure. Um, I don't think I think this movie is. I mean, other than it being too long, you do get to see some new dinosaurs which you hadn't seen in the previous five other movies, but you also. Um, you, this—I mean, if you're expecting this movie to be anything more than what the previous, we'll say four movies, we'll say previous four. first one's its own special kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing such in that. <laughs> yeah, but at least the previous four movies, it's—I mean, it's not going to be anything more than that. It's definitely the previous two. I mean, it's good. It's on par with the other Jurassic World movies in that it's just big, dumb, fun. I mean, it's a summer block. It's a summer popcorn movie. It's not trying to be anything more than a summer popcorn movie. It's there for you to go sit somewhere where it's cool and air conditioned. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, have you a drink and a popcorn candy if you choose, and just sit there and and just let it wash over you, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in it, IMAX.
1: Oh, so that's the first IMAX movie I've seen since. 2012 when i saw mission impossible ghost protocol
0: yeah so um now i
1: ticks huh
0: yeah they changed the seats didn't they a heck of a lot
1: more comfortable. I, I just don't remember that first time yeah i didn't i didn't know i'd take stairs to get to it <laughs> <I'm> like oh <laughs> exercise is involved okay cool. but um i mean the seats were comfortable i had me a large popcorn i usually get like a yep. medium but I got a large butter root beer there you go um it was pretty packed pack, it was pretty packed for mm-hmm. it being IMAX. I was surprised mm-hmm. it was that many people, but um, I text you that there mm-hmm. was a scene where I heard running water. Yeah, and I thought somebody had spilled something or just dropping water, and then it was actually part of the movie. I'm like, okay, I thought I was going to have to leave because I yeah. mean, it literally felt like there was water was <laughs> towards <laughs> maybe like the third row from the back. Okay, and I thought that like some pipe had burst or something. <laughs> I was like, all right, but um. But yeah, 4DX for this movie, for for at least three scenes, is going to be kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I def- I would like to go back, at least by myself, and go see this in IMAX. Because like I told you after I saw Top Gun in IMAX, mm-hmm. it's not so much, you know, the screen's great and everything. But it's for IMAX, for me, it's that sound, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. I mean, just that carrier and... Oh. Uh, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, it had me rumbling in my seat. And then when I when we saw uh, the Batman in IMAX, I mean, when he starts up the car, I'm like, oh my God, I feel, I'm feeling this in my chair. And I know I'm not in 4DX, yeah. but my goodness, yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think I might uh, start seeing movies in IMAX if it's available, just, just for like the sound.
2: The <laughs> yeah. like last one I saw in IMAX was The Suicide Squad. Okay. That was that was really cool because in terms of sound design, yeah. like Gunn is one of those directors who's super on top of sound, not just the music, yeah. which obviously he gets mm-hmm. credit for. Yeah. Know, but sound design is something he's clearly very interested in. yeah. And so you got that great thing of like the the third act is a kaiju feature. Yeah. And being a kaiju yes. movie in IMAX is inherently, I mean, it's very much like doing a Jurassic World movie. Yeah. in IMAX. It's yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. This, we have this giant thing behind me. <laughs>
0: yep <laughs> well and that's you know the and what really the last part of this movie is essentially a kaiju fight i mean mm-hmm. it's, I yeah. know, it's <clears throat> big monsters that can't do push-ups so uh-huh.
1: right so after watching dominion mm-hmm. i went back and watched the original the, the other five oh, so wow. yeah i started saturday when i got home and then i finished right before we started okay and um I realized I'd never watched the second two. Like I watched, I watched the original. I didn't get to see it in theater, but I watched it after mm-hmm. written it. But Jurassic Park, Lost World, and three, I'd never watched. Oh, okay. So it was kind of fun going through them. Then I could just compare them all, and I noticed like all the movies together. There's always some dinosaur expert or scientist that's either eagerly or reluctant to be in- included in some event in the adventure. mm Hmm. You got one person with common sense about the dangers of this, but gets ignored. Yeah. <laughs> and kids that shouldn't be involved are involved. Yep. There's rain and thunder <laughs> all the time.
0: Well, because they're in a tropical area.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, with after the, the first Jurassic part, you have bigger, better, more dangerous dinosaurs that get introduced. Uh there's always a hunting expert. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and There's an electronic expert that has to reboot a system. And then you have your big T-Rex moment and the helicopter rescue at the end. (laughs) So it's like they fought. They all fought. They all have the same
0: formula. At least they're consistent. Exactly.
1: (laughs)
2: And you know what?
0: This one, not any different. (laughs) Nope.
2: I I will say, again, I haven't seen this film. Yeah. You know, from my day job, I've been spoiled on things. Uh, There is a I won't spoil it. Explicitly, mm-hmm. there's a plot element from the first movie that recurs in this, in this yep. movie and is not fully resolved. And apparently, yeah. the plan is to resolve that on their animated Netflix show. Mm-hmm. So, if you want oh, to watch you know. that thing, watch Camp Cretaceous.
0: Camp, Camp is, Cretaceous. Yeah. I think Grayson and I have watched an episode of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fine. <clears throat> I haven't watched,
2: I'm not a huge Jurassic Park fan. I enjoyed
1: Yeah. I've enjoyed
2: just, this one, but I've never right. seen that guy. Just, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's just into it. Yeah, I don't I mean, even have, like, I don't have a shirt.
2: Yeah, I, I think I I think the, the 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 reason I watched a few episodes is because Zach Stentz is involved in the show. Zach used to write for The Flash. Mm-hmm. At one point he was doing the Booster Gold movie. Um, and so, like, it's one of those he's one of those dudes that I'll, like, give anything he's working on a chance. And, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's mm-hmm. also not going to blow you out of your seat. Unless you're
1: keeper into either Jurassic
0: World or a kid who's in the dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. That's valid. Okay, real quick before we get out of here, um, few trailers. Uh if you do go see the Jurassic World movie or Jurassic World Dominion, go ahead and know that there is a new um trailer for Nope that did not had no business being made.
1: They should have just stuck, no,
0: nope. They should have said nope to the new trailer and just kept it with the first one. The first one just left it with so much mystery. And like it has everybody hooked. I mean, anybody that's going to go see that is going to go see it after the first trailer. There is no reason to make the second trailer in which they would told the movie. (laughs) Like, I, I I hate those type of trailers. I hate those type of trailers. I hate those type of trailers. Like, and I get it. If,
2: too.
0: like, yeah. it, it's well, and it's one of those things like, listen, Jordan Peele, Daniel Kahlua, Stephen Yoon, Kiki Palmer, listen, you've got all the reasons to go see this movie mm-hmm. without yeah. knowing a damn thing about it.
1: And the trailer is enough to keep, yeah. keep you intrigued, and then we'll find out when we watch it. Yes.
0: It's but no, so they got, because, and then they made this damn trailer, and I'm like, I'm so mad about it still.
1: I feel <laughs> like been,
2: they got that with the others too, like because we're yeah. er, not the others, us.
0: <laughs> yes, when you did
2: mm-hmm. us, it was like, yeah, you got a general sense for what the premise was, but really, the trailer best. Yeah, really. you know, yeah. you're gonna see this.
0: Yes, yeah, it's just like God, and I just, I'm so mad about it still. I'm so mad, yeah. like I don't care if they want to release it, but that doesn't mean I want to see it though. <laughs> Which is yeah. why I don't mind if I'm late to movies to where I come in and you know after the trailers or ride right as the trailers are playing, so I don't have to yeah. see it. Yeah, I, was, I was that way. I was that way when they released that second Batman trailer. I'm like, dude, I'm already going after the first one. I don't. Who are you trying to convince? <laughs> stop. Yeah. Just stop. It's funny. You know, uh,
2: as, as the Batman promo went on, I got less and less excited about the movie. Actually,
0: really,
2: yeah. And and like, I don't know why. I think. Yeah. <laughs> overstimulation or something. Probably. Like, like, nothing looked bad. Yeah. But it was just like, as it went, I was just like, okay, so I saw the first one and knew I had to go opening night.
0: Yeah. And then after
2: like the third one, I'm just like, this is just th- too what much. are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, more it's of the too saying- much.
0: Yeah. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Um. So they dropped a new trailer or a better trailer, I guess, for the, for Hulu's Uh, release of the movie Prey, which is uh, uh, the newest in the Predator series that takes place um, I don't know a time period, but it's with Native Americans. And so Native Americans are now having to, I guess indigenous people, whichever, are having to now deal with this predator that's hunting, which I think is an interesting premise and I like that they're going further back in time instead of in the future when or just more of the same, and that they're trying something different because someone from essentially from a different time is whose technology is far more advanced than those of indigenous people have you know having to use bow and arrows and stuff. I think this at least has an interesting premise. I hope it can follow through, but at the same time, this is not something I would want to watch on Hulu this would be something that would be a theater experience for me, yeah. which usually I'm glad when things come to streaming, because it just means I don't have to go out and I get to stay here. <laughs> but, um, but this is one I would actually probably would want to see in a theater. Um, anyways, new trailer for that comes out drops on Hulu, August 5th. Um, as we discussed earlier, uh, new black Adam trailer, actual full on trailer. Has all the uh JSA characters that I don't really care too much about. Um, so there's that. <laughs> uh, but it still looks like it'll be fun. Uh, it still looks like it, it looks interesting. I, I hope it's the core cor- course correct that The Rock is wanting to help establish with DC and kind of help turn the ship on that. Hmm. I just need to be convinced, and I'm not sure. But then again, this movie was also being made before the new president took over and is wanting to shake things up. So stay tuned. Man, yes.
2: I, I got a bad feeling about that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he's talking about wanting to at least change Superman, which is fine because I don't, I don't like what they've done with the Henry Cavill Superman. So making them dull, dark and broody and Batman's got that covered. Superman's supposed to be the complete opposite of hope and shiny happiness and everything's perfect. That's why yeah. they work great together because they're polar opposites. When well, you're trying to make them too much similar, but yet give them a little bit of hope, then yeah. So thinking get that character back on track, that'd be great. I think yeah. it's it's
2: interesting because I feel like Superman and Lois is <laughs> a genuinely great TV show. like Even taking off the qualifier of a CW show, it is a good superhero show. Like it, it, it's, you know. And so to me, it's like, you literally have a blueprint right now for like, this is how Superman can work, even in a world that's a little darker and messier. And, you know. And so it's going to be interesting to see if they take notes from that or if they try to build from the ground up.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um Fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, God, Anything will work. Um, There's a movie coming out. I got to pull it back up. It's a horror movie um, with witches called She Will. Um, Just one second here. Uh, The film explores the story of Veronica Gintz, who after a double mastectomy goes to a healing retreat in rural Scotland with her young nurse, Desi. She discovers that the process of such surgery opens up questions about her very existence, leading her to start to question and uh, confront past traumas. The two develop an unlikely bond as mysterious forces give Veronica the power to enact revenge within her dreams. That's a very long, very long uh, synopsis Uh, starring Rupert Everett, uh, Malcolm McDowell, Uh, Alice Krieg, Amy Manson and then we get in some Scottish names that I'm not going to be able to pronounce (laughs) very well Um, so uh, oh, that one doesn't have a release date yet oh there we go July 15th 2022 it has all those independent film you know uh, festival things on the trailer so we'll see I guess Um, then uh, a movie called Vengeance is coming out. Give um, me just one second. With Yes, this is BJ Novak from The Office. This is his new movie. He wrote and directed it. A radio host from New York City attempts to solve the murder of a girl he hooked up with and travels down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her. Starring Leo Tipton, uh, Dove Cameron, Ashton Kutcher, Boyd Holbrook, and B.J. Novak. So Issa Rae is also in it. So uh, really Stay Down that is July 29th. So looks interesting. Uh, Then for Netflix, at least TV wise, new trailer for Warrior Nun season two, uh, which is supposed to drop July 2nd. And uh, the official trailer for the Sandman uh, based on uh, the very, uh, based on Neil Gaiman's uh, comic book series from, uh, what, 80s, 90s, somewhere in there. It's, yeah, that, you know, without Sandman, we wouldn't have John Constantine. So, uh, yeah, that's where he got his origin story. And then you know, which then spawned on the Hellblazer series, and then went on, went on. Um, My ex-wife is a huge Sandman fan. I don't think she's excited about this. (laughs) Um, I keep sending. I'm like, hey, the new trailer's out, so you know, comes out August. And I'm thinking she's highly skeptical. I I, I
2: always feel like you got to wait until these things hit because, like, yeah, I remember, I remember when everybody was very, very skeptical. It's funny, John was in Con, like John Constantine was in mm-hmm. Sandman, but he really yep. like, started in uh Alan Moore's swamp thing.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: And then the thing that the Sandman like birthed whole, out of whole cloth, because obviously Sandman shaped Constantine, but like yeah. completely, completely was Lucifer. Right. And I remember when Lucifer came out and everybody was like, this doesn't look like Constantine. Or right. Sandman. Yeah. And and people were very, very upset and they were sure the show was going to be terrible. It's going to be, end. it's going to end immediately. And of course, you know, it became this beloved like fan favorite that they saved from cancellation and ran for seven years. Yep. And so like, to me, anytime somebody looks at a trailer and they're like, Oh, I can't believe they're doing this to my thing. Right. Just, like, Man, just take, take Just enjoy out.
0: that they finally made something.
2: Yeah. I mean, I tell you, my favorite comic book of all time has been optioned seven or eight times it's mm-hmm. never been made. I would kill to have even a crappy one just to be able to point people to and be like, no, 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 look at this. It shows you, you should read the comic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Cause I'm interested. I'm, I think it looks interesting. At least the tone looks right. And the set design and costume looks good. Like I, everything look at uh, looks as though it's trying to go the route that it should. Um, and Netflix hadn't really screwed up a comic book adaptation yet. I mean, seeing what they've done with Sweet Tooth. And I love that. Um, they did great with the Marvel Dark Knight or the uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel Night series. Yeah, series. I, mean, I, so, I was
2: a big fan of Umbrella Academy, too. I yeah, watched, same. I season. watched the most recent season because I'm lazy. But. Well,
0: yeah, it'll be out. Is, did it drop? I think it comes. Out. I thought it come out a um,
2: couple. If it's not out, then I. It'll, the it'll be out. Right. I could have yeah. it, but
0: yeah. Um. And then, uh. So for me, I, I'm more like again cautiously optimistic. So my son is named after uh, his his name's York, and he's named after Why the Last Man, because my ex-wife and I, that was our favorite series at the time, and we absolutely loved it. And she said, you know, why we name him York? Because, I mean you say his name in class you know there's not going to be eight other yorks in his class so yeah. and we thought it was a very cool unique name so when they finally got around to f- they're going to make the series they're going to make a series and then like nothing happens for like eons i mean yeah. eons <laughs> and then all of a sudden oh hey uh we're about to finish rapping. i'm like
2: yeah.
0: so then it comes out and i'm like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm over here like waiting and my ex was just like, I, I can't bring myself to like, I don't, I said, it's good. It's a little different. It's a little different. It's still good. I mean, the guy that plays York is doing a great job. Three, five, five, still my favorite character, just like it was in the comics. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. This is like, it's not bad. And then canceled. I'm like,
1: huh.
0: so She's they probably, like,
2: my son was named not for a comic character, but for a comic uh, artist. Uh, one of my one of my good friends from when mm-hmm. I was I, I injured it at Wizard when I was nineteen. Yeah. And so ever since nineteen ninety nine, I've been friends with Dan Durbin. Oh, nice. Uh, who was like my hero as a kid. Yeah. And like you can see right here, is a a splash page from Booster Gold that he sent me yep. for Christmas one year, and like, uh, so he my my kid got named after Dan, and yeah. like, every time I talk to anybody about like the 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 connections, it's like. Really? Like, I thought that was your uncle Dan. <laughs> um, and yeah. then, like, uh, his middle name is Bruce because that was my my uh wife's grandfather. Okay, yeah. And it goes the other way because uh, I'm a gigantic Springsteen nerd. Mm-hmm. and I, like, I s- thought it was I thought it was Springsteen. No, no,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, only <laughs> keeping you on your toes over here, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then one of my other favorite Vertigo series was DMZ. So when HBO was going to do DMZ, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. They could because I, I I know I've told Patrick this and I've told other you know, others. I said they could do DMZ just like they do Walking Dead and stretch this out seven yeah. whole seasons, if not more, because there's so many colorful characters, so many different plot things that they could really just take their time with. And even if they just did 12 or 13 episodes a season, yeah. like just do these little arcs. I was like, it's gonna be awesome. Rosario Dawson is <laughs> in DMZ. Four episodes. I go, what the hell is it? And I, what really killed me is when I saw the trailer and I didn't see I'm like, and I'm I'm like, okay, it's weird. Not Maddie Ross not in this. I'm like, so I'm pulling up IMDb, I'm looking at all the credits. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. yep. What the hell is Maddie? Where's Maddie? And literally took out the main character of the series for this little four-part mini, essentially.
2: Nobody has ever confirmed it for me, but my guess is that they, at some point, made the decision that they wanted to have uh, a woman as the lead because of Brian Wood's history of sexual impropriety and the fact like, if you're going to pay him a bunch of money to adapt DMZ, yeah, you have to do something to make good to people who are concerned that that's not a great look.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and again, I could be totally wrong. Nobody right, said right. that expect me. Right? Yeah. But that's my guess. Is like I the mean, reason that now, they it, chose to go that way is because Brian Wood is Brian Wood.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a good mini. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't upset with it. I right. was just upset that that's I mean, I was more upset because I'm like, they took this ginormous storyline, yeah, and then shrunk it down. And then basically they took a big story and then took a basically like a C storyline yeah. within that series and just, we're going to make this the focus, which is not, again, it wasn't done poorly. And yeah. when I, after watching, I talked about it on the, on our, on the episode, it's like, it's not done but be- Like there's nothing that's wrong in how they made this. Yeah. It's just not what I was wanting from their, the adaptation. This, yeah.
2: It's a weird, it, it's kind of like the thing with the Lord of the Rings show that's coming up. When you have an adaptation where you're not going to adapt the main thing, but you're going to do something set in that world, it, you set yourself up for failure. And yeah. you can easily succeed by blowing people out of the water with the quality of what you come up with on your own. And a good example of that is uh, Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. where the first season was a little bit iffy, but by the second season, it was already better than The mother Show. You know? yeah. uh, so it can happen. It can work but you've got an uphill slog. And I think that like so often that's the inclination. It's like, we'll just, we're going to tell a story in this world, but not the story you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, you can do that, but you got to understand that you're leaving behind a huge part of your potential, with like, your audience.
0: Yeah. And
2: you have to make that up somewhere. Like you have right. to connect with people on a different level.
0: Yeah. Do And, I don't know if you've read the read anymore on this. I, I remember a couple years back, they were going to, there were plans for AMC. I think it was either AMC or FX was going to add up. Uh, was going to adapt uh, Jason Aaron's uh, scalped. Yes. Yeah. I,
2: think that that, I, have, I
0: can't remember. And I, I'm like, that would be an amazing, very graphic series, but I mean, not any worse than what's on AMC anyways, but I, it's either AMC or FX, and I'm like, that was another one of those that would be a great, yeah, ex- I mean, multiple season thing that they can do, and I just hadn't heard anything recently, and it's just that's yeah. like that would be a great show for what one of the you big know what's out
2: there. is so often they option these things, mm-hmm. and then they realize unless you have the comic book writer there to kind of give you a sense for like what was behind this. Mm-hmm nothing that you write when you're trying to adapt it feels quite right. There's a, there's a specific kind of voice. It's comics are different than cinema. even though there's so many people who are like, Oh, you've got the storyboard right there. It's not.
0: not, Yeah.
2: And so, uh, I think a lot of the time people pay to adapt these things and you can see it with Sandman. It's a good example. Gaiman was not involved in the first like five attempts to make a Sandman thing, whether it was a movie or TV show. And then, after Good Omens, they were like, "Oh, what if we just hired the guy?" Like, yeah, <laughs> and suddenly, like, it was moving. And I think it's it's very similar. Like, you'd hear more updates on that if Jason Aaron was somehow involved, and because there is a sense of urgency that the creators can bring to something like this, not just because it's their baby, but also because they get the core of what makes it work. Yeah. Um, and that—that's—I yeah, was very, very excited a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, Angela Robinson, who just—who had just done that like weird docu drama about mm-hmm. William Moulton Marston.
0: Uh, yep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Immediately after that movie came out, it was announced that she had obtained the rights to do *Strangers in Paradise*. And I was like, "Yes! Like this is." a woman who clearly has a point of view and a voice and a really interesting directorial approach. Mm-hmm. And she's like a middle-aged lesbian woman, which is who the main characters are of the book. Right. And it just felt like this is going to work and this, you know, and it was just like, once again, it just fell completely off the map. Yeah. And it's like, that's the, that's when it kills me. Is when yeah. It actually feels like, no, they this is the direction. It seems like it's going to work. And then it finally is just like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's. Because, I mean, there's so many great comic book storylines that don't even have to involve superheroes. Oh, yeah. like, And I think a lot of people kind of, you know, that haven't either that don't read comics or haven't read them in a long time mm-hmm. don't understand. There's such a huge market for non-spandex stories <laughs> and, you know, more adult-themed stories for you know, not four kids. Like York has not read Why the Last Thing. He still has a few more years before he can read that and some of these other great stories that I would love for him to read. I'm finally getting him to read uh, The Long Halloween after seeing the last uh, Batman movie. So at least got him on board to that. Finally, that's been taking about a year. Trust me, you'll love it. Just um. Russ, where can people find you on, on the internets and all that fun stuff?
2: I am at Russ Burlingame, which is R-U-S-S-B-U-R-L-I-N-G-A-M-E. And pretty much everything except for Instagram, because the day that I got verified on Twitter, somebody else took that Instagram handle immediately. Um, So on Instagram, I'm, there's just a dot between the two. It's Russ.Burlingame. You can pick up a copy of the book either on Amazon uh, there's hardcovers on Barnes and Noble, or you can get either one signed by me at josiebook.com. And uh, then, above and beyond that, it's, it's basically I'm on comicbook.com. I have to write like eight stories a day to keep up with the nonstop flood of news. So <laughs> go there from like, you know, before 3 p.m. Eastern, and there's a 50 50 chance what you click on will be me.
0: There you go. Boom. Awesome, Russ. Thank you again for joining us. This has been thank amazing for us.
1: With,
2: uh, uh, I mostly ranted about totally unrelated things.
0: That's fun. We like totally unrelated things, right, Patrick? Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, it just it's it's just natural flow of conversation. Yep,
0: yeah. and that's what we like, you know. And that's that's how we know it's a good episode when we just have that natural flow, and it's not like, uh, okay, let me go on to question number three that I have pre-printed. Which yeah. thankfully I didn't do this time. As um, well,
2: an interviewer, I this is the kind of conversation I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of my day job, I have to do the other thing because it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, I have ten minutes and a publicist on the line.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ours took the night off. <laughs> <laughs> she had she had to go to bed two hours ago. So uh, now again, thank you so much. Thank, thank, thank you, you for perfect. spending. All of this time with us, we definitely appreciate your time. And, um, damn it. oh, I, the one thing I forgot to mention uh, ooh, wow, that was close. Um, in the newest Jurassic World Dominion movie, this is not any spoiler whatsoever, it really is kind of insignificant, it may even be in the trailer. I don't know. There's they've got these new raptors that that part is in the trailer, the raptors are, and uh. The truck that's hauling them in these, in these, uh, you know, like very high tech doggy carriers, I guess. Um, Rex, the the truck Rex, and the guy driving the driving the truck, you can see him flailing, you know, rolling around inside oh. the truck. I go, does your mean seatbelts? <laughs> and I just <laughs> that was literally the first thing that came out. I don't even know if I said it out loud, but I definitely shouted it in my head. Yeah, and I'm like, "See, this is why you wear seatbelts." Do you remember seatbelts?
2: Yes. <laughs> my wife is like,
0: "Yeah." And then, sure enough, later on, um, uh, our heroes wreck in a vehicle, and they were all wearing their seatbelts. I go, "See?" Oh. <laughs> they went I- to tell the tale. I'll tone. say
2: this yeah. about half of the book. About half of the books that I sign, yeah. um, I have like two or three things that I'll put down as like a comment when I sign it. Yeah, about half the books that I signed say, De means thanks for reading, or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I have, obviously, you can't see it, but it's on the other side of my laptop uh, lid. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the same place where I got my shirt. Um, I got a sticker. It's uh, It says De means friendship, and it's the picture of the band. So I, do I got that. A,
2: one from, I have a bumper sticker that says De your means seat belts that I got. Nice. From, uh, um, I can't remember the name of the place now, but it's it's one of those stores online that did a Josie like drop last year. Yeah. Um, And I don't actually drive. I work from home and my wife has a car, so I don't need to pay for a second one. Right. And uh, so it's like I have a bumper sticker and no car to put it on, but I couldn't say no
0: to a du jour mean seatbelts bumper. Right. Yeah. No, it's hard to. It's hard to. But yeah, I I knew I was going to forget. And I'm like, nope. (laughs) I'm literally last second remembering. But yes.
2: It's a good post-credit Easter egg. We're in the spirit yes. of the novel
0: movies. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I did not see a post-credit. Did you stick around?
1: There wasn't. Like I looked. I looked it up while I was sitting there. Yeah. They said there was nothing
0: at the end, so... Yeah, that's what so I thought. I never looked before.
1: I always wait till the credits roll, then I look it up. I'm like, I'm like oh
0: yeah, and I'll probably see if I need to stick around. I didn't think yeah. I would either. I'm like, and even if, the, even if I did, it wasn't going to be anything I was going to care about. I'm like, well, yes, I don't care. The if they're making another the, one, it's just whatever. This is
2: the end of the trilogy, as far as... Yeah, you know, that's so what I thought, too.
1: Music,
2: it's kind of like when Endgame didn't have one and everybody freaked out because it was a Marvel movie.
1: But yeah. it was
2: like... No, this is like the fifth movie that these two guys have done, and this is their big curtain call. Yeah, why are they gonna have the last thing they ever do teasing some other thing? Right. Teasing yeah. with Trevorrow, it's like he's been doing these yeah. movies for eight years or whatever it is now. Yeah. Like, let him say goodbye in his way, and let the next yeah. guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let <laughs> the next guy screw it. I don't care.
1: Because <laughs> speaking of that, like it, um, the budget was a hundred and eighty-five million, and so far it's made back. Three
0: hundred eighty-nine. There you go. So, no, well, there'll be another one. Yeah, it's mm. a weird,
1: it's
2: a weird thing too because like now we've gotten to this point, post Avengers, where everybody yeah. to make a billion dollars every year. Yeah, these big yeah. Like you have these. It's like VVS was supposedly a box office bomb with eight hundred and eighty million dollars, right? And so it's like. I, to me, it feels like none of these numbers mean anything. I mean, no, it's actually, arbitrary. executive in a room yeah. somewhere arbitrarily decides the number at which they're going to declare something to hit. And we're well, going to know what it is unless we don't make it. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And the only way you're going to do that is when ticket prices steadily climb. That's the only way you're going to do it. And then, again, it's just arbitrary because, yeah, whatever. Whatever. All right. <laughs> All right, well. Again, Russ, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having Patrick, me, Patrick. pleasure, Patrick, my friend. Yes, sir. Info. Well, will see you, uh, or probably see you this week, but I'll definitely talk to you next yes, week. Sir. Next week, we have our. I guess, I guess I'd say this to both of y'all because Patrick, the next time I talk to you, it'll be uh, it already be past this, and Russ, you know, you fit in this, gentlemen. Happy Father's Day, because a week from today. Father's Day. And I will talk to Patrick on Monday. So, Happy Father's Day to you, too. Boom. Thank you. Yes. So, all right. your means love and friendship.
2: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. I also recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.